Today, this podcast is being recorded on Gumbanga land. We pay our respects to elders past and present and extend our respect to any First Nation, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. Welcome into the realm of sluts and blood magic, where we work together to remove the taboo around sex, periods and ethical non-monogamy in order to have more fulfilling and pleasurable relationships and lives. We'll also speak about all things nutrition, menstrual cycle, spirituality, mental health and the intersection of all of these topics. I'm your host, Jem Campbell. I'm a dietitian and nutritionist specializing in mental health, chronic migraine, chronic pain, fibromyalgia, ADHD, and autism. I'm also a sexologist with special interest in erectile dysfunction, premature ejaculation, sexual insecurity and shame, boundary setting, and consent. I'm also a menstrual cycle guide and menstrual blood witch. To work with me one-on-one, check out the links in the show notes. If you love the podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review so we can reach and empower as many sluts as possible. Before we get into the episode today, I would love to invite you into the realm of my signature online program, Blood Magic. Take my hand as I lead you into the realm of Blood Magic, where you will discover how good it feels to be empowered by your period where you will learn how to use your menstrual blood as spiritual medicine to fulfill your wildest primal desires and to connect deeply with your pussy and womb. You will learn how to activate and harness the power of your inner sacred slut and seductress. You will unpack the period shame and witch wounds that fester deep within your DNA, passed down to you by your ancestors. Through a range of healing modalities and sacred rituals, you will unleash the wisdom of your womb and of your soul. For so long, you've been unknowingly bound, bound by the relentless shackles of shame. Come and journey with me as we shift negative stories and beliefs using healing modalities and practices such as dance and movement, singing, meditation, visualization, self-seduction, EFT tapping, journaling, and engaging and grounding activities. So if you're feeling disconnected from your menstrual cycle, having painful periods, anxious, burnt out, and overwhelmed from not living in sync with your natural hormonal rhythms, living with PMS, feeling stagnant and uninspired in your sex life, feeling insecure about the appearance of your vulva, struggling to process big emotions that surface during your bleed, battling with sexual shame from slut shaming or being socialized as a girl or you're considering coming off hormonal birth control to connect more deeply to your menstrual cycle this program is for you blood magic is a transformational journey of menstrual cycle healing brain reprogramming pussy empowerment and self-discovery it's a hybrid program offering both self-paced modules and group coaching via zoom After graduating, you'll be connected to an incredible community of humans, energetic and enthusiastic about life, deeply connected to your womb, cycle and menstrual blood, sexually liberated and horny, empowered by your period and having more pleasurable periods. 
Jump on the waitlist now to be the first to know when doors to enrolment open, securing yourself a spot in this magical program. You'll also get access to exclusive discounts on the program. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes. Show notes to each episode can be found by just scrolling down underneath the episode. So welcome back for part two of this chat about my menstrual cycle journey. I'm just going to talk about the rest of my journey. So last week I spoke about how I came off hormonal contraception altogether. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, go back and listen to that. From there, I started to... I started to use menstrual cups and for me that was like a massive shift, a massive change in the way that I viewed my period. Now obviously not all of us can use menstrual cups, some of us might find them uncomfortable or just they might freak us out, fair enough, they're kind of weird to start with to be honest, but when you get the hang of them, they are like your best friend. Um, I haven't tried the menstrual discs yet. I've heard they're really great. I really want to try one of those. Um, But I'm sure they're just as good because you can still see the blood. Um, But when you take out your menstrual cup, right? So you can leave it in for like 12 hours. So when you take it out at the end of the day and you have like a full cup of juicy red blood, it's like life-changing to see that. Because your whole bleeding life, you've literally just been staring at bloody undies, a bloody tampon, a bloody pad, or bloody bed sheets, (laughs) or you've, you know, seen some blood in the toilet or in the shower or whatever. But very rarely do you see blood, like a whole little cup full of blood in front of you, because you don't typically collect menstrual blood just for fun. You don't squat over a fucking, I don't know, jar or something and collect it. So seeing your blood in that form is so life altering because you can see how beautiful it is and there's no, like, there's just nothing between you and the blood. When you see blood just like splayed out on a pad Not that there's anything gross about that, but I think a lot of us think like, oh, I just want to like get that in the bin, like yuck. (laughs) Because it's usually sweaty. It's been like sitting there, like, you know how they get sweaty. Um, And so you just like want to, you're not going to like sit there and be like, ah, yeah, that's so beautiful. I mean, maybe you do if you have like a reusable one and it's like, it looks nice and aesthetic, like that's great. But I feel like typically growing up, we wouldn't have looked at our pads in that way and pulling a tampon out you know again you just want to get that thing in the bin you wrap it up in the toilet paper and you put it in the bin because the blood's going to drip everywhere if you have like clots hanging off it you're not going to just be like holding it like ah yeah beautiful um do you know what I mean I don't know maybe that's just for me personally like I just really appreciate a menstrual cup and I love also I use period undies sometimes um And when I use period undies, I like to rinse them out in a bucket with water and actually use that um, blood, bloody water, because it's like very diluted. 
Um, so you can like put it on your plants. And then I loved, like that was very therapeutic practice for me. Um, when I first started using period undies, uh, um, probably about three years ago and also reusable pads, that was a really nice therapeutic practice to also connect with your blood because you're actually feeling it. You're running your hands through the water. It's really nice compared again to the pad or the tampon where you're kind of just throwing it in the bin and being kind of done with it. Um, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with using pads or tampons um, at all. But I just think if you haven't used a menstrual cup or a reusable pad or period undies before, give it a go, test it out, see what it's like. It's such an experience because that honestly changed my perspective on menstrual cycle and my perspective on menstrual blood and that's when I started practicing menstrual blood ritual because when you have a little pot of blood it just looks like paint you know like clotty kind of paint and so when you tip some of that into a jar and you dilute it with a little bit of water or whatever you choose to do you don't have to dilute it if you don't want to um, it's just easier to paint with but you can just like literally just paint with it you can journal with it you can make art with it you can make art on your body you can do a face mask you can do a womb mask you can have a bath in it if you want you can pour it in your bath and just like allow your body to like soak soak in the goodness you can pour it on your plants in your garden into the earth do ritual down at the beach pour it over your naked body at the beach which I've done before with my blood it's absolutely magical and that's why I called my program blood magic and it's not like dark like when people I think hear blood magic they might think like oh that's like dark magic you know that's when people like cutting their hands open and being like you know that's not (laughs) what I mean obviously um blood magic to me is like It's the magic of the menstrual blood. Magic in the sense of it's powerful, it's empowering, it's creative, it's it's beautiful, stunning to look at, it's otherworldly, it's fantasy. It's like you look at it and you're like, how is this real? How is something so beautiful, so real? It just looks like something from a fantasy world or like a fairy tale to me. And that might sound strange to some of you because you probably haven't thought of your menstrual blood in that way before. Some of you might have. But it's not really a typical thing, I wouldn't think. And how I got to this place where I am now of seeing my menstrual blood through that lens, through the lens of magic, was always just in me. And for some of you, it might not be in you ever. You might just never see blood that way, your menstrual blood that way. You might never see your menstrual cycle as powerful, as empowering, as slutty as whatever the things I think it is because we are all different and we all experience life differently we all have different priorities different things we're drawn to 
If you're here listening to this episode, I'm going to assume that you're drawn to blood magic and I'm not talking about necessarily my program. I'm talking about just the magic of blood, of menstrual blood, because you probably wouldn't be here listening to this if you're not. (laughs) Maybe you're just curious and you're like, hmm, yeah, maybe this could be fun. I'm not sure what this is about. And that's great too. And If your curiosity leads you to a place where you're like, nah, this isn't really for me or yeah, I'm going to track my menstrual cycle and um, learn more about my body, but I'm not really so much interested in the blood side of things because for some people, as we know, blood can make them faint or feel sick or nauseous. If you feel any of those things when you see blood, that's totally valid and fine obviously if you are faint at the sight of even menstrual blood definitely avoid my program blood magic because there is quite a you know there's there's obviously blood in it my blood um and I do use real menstrual blood throughout the entire course none of it is fake or paint or anything it's all my blood yeah it's really important that we understand that this isn't for everyone and I don't want you to feel like you're not an empowered womb holder if you don't currently feel empowered by your menstrual cycle. It's definitely something that you work up to and that you work towards. For some people, I think because I think this is my purpose, this is my mission, this is what I'm bringing to the world. It's something that's always been innately kind of in me. And so I haven't had to work that hard to actually form this connection and to see the beauty in blood. And in my menstrual cycle, that kind of came very naturally to me once I opened the box, (laughs) which was my menstrual cycle. And I I met this person, I got my marina out and I opened the box and I was like, oh yeah, I'm already here. That's not going to be the case for everyone because some of you are going to open that box and you're going to be like, ooh, this feels really daunting. This feels really scary. I don't know how, like there's so much to unpack here. Um, There's so much shame. And I'm not saying that I don't have shame. I definitely still have some period shame. But I would say um, relative to most other people, the general population in the entire world, I would have a lot less shame. And that maybe is because of the different communities and friends I've had around me who have been quite comfortable with that stuff. And so... I never really felt a lot of shame when I started talking more openly about this stuff and posting about it on social media. I've definitely, I lived with a couple of friends back in 2020 to 2021 who didn't like me keeping my menstrual blood in the fridge, even though it was in a tiny jar and you couldn't even see that there was blood in it. And one of them made quite nasty comments. You know, I have had to put up with with crap like that because other people were projecting their own period shame onto me and trying to make me feel uncomfortable about something that I'm clearly very empowered by so that they feel better about themselves or so that they can just get it out, take it out on me. Yeah, I've been through that a fair bit with different people. Um, not as much as you might think. And I think that's because, you know, Maybe they just didn't tell me. Like, I think I've had friends definitely think things and maybe not say it to me um, out of decency (laughs) because they've realized maybe internally that 
oh yeah, okay, like this is actually my stuff, not gems, and they haven't actually projected it onto me. Um, I've had so much support, especially from my community. A lot of people reaching out to me over the years, saying how much I've helped them with their relationship with their bleed, including trans folks who have felt a bit of gender dysphoria around their around their menstrual cycle, which is amazing as well. Um, because I can imagine that's just so difficult. So the types of rituals and things that I started to do were, I think, inspired by the podcast that I used to listen to. I'm not actually going to mention the name of it because I don't particularly agree with slash support the work of this particular creator and sexologist, but I started listening to her podcast a few years ago and that's actually how I discovered sexology and then decided to study sexology and she would speak a lot about um, menstrual cycle and uh, blood ritual and so I started learning from her about this and obviously I liked her content back then and I was kind of in my low-key spiritual bypassing phase where I wasn't really um, as aware of (laughs) things as I am now Um, and I kind of just, yeah, was listening and following a lot of creators who I would not follow now. So she would talk about, um, you know, appreciating your bleed. She would talk about period sex and I was like, amazing. Like I've always loved period sex. I've had period sex since I can remember. Um, you know, period sex has never been something that I felt grossed out by. Definitely have had partners make shitty comments about, my blood or like during period sex but I've never felt embarrassed by it and I've always thought it's hot I think maybe I've got a bit of a kink I don't know and like my current partner is like finds it really hot so I've had a pretty good run with period sex for the most part internally in my own world and so I related a lot to what she was saying and thought that was really cool and I think that kind of you know the sexology stuff you know I was studying that and then the menstrual cycle stuff started weaving itself into that and I started talking a lot about period sex started talking a lot about connecting to your inner slut and seductress or seductor and how that can actually enhance the experience of your period obviously not all the time we're gonna feel like having sex while we're bleeding we might have pain we might have endo we might have different things going on and not feel like we want a cock or a dildo or fingers or anything inside our pussy but we might like to focus more on outer course we might like to focus on erotic dance sensual play outer course etc so that's kind of the focus really of the final module of blood magic which is called blood slut and that's actually where I got my Instagram name from so the Instagram name didn't come first the podcast name didn't come first that module was actually the foundation of my work now when I was writing the program which was formerly a course when I was writing the curriculum last year and creating it and filming it and recording it I felt called to name the last module blood slut because it's very slutty it was like a lot of like I just let it flow out of me and it was just like it's like masturbating it's it's filthy it's slutty it's erotic dance it's hot 
And I was like, oh, like, what am I going to call my new podcast? Oh, duh, I'll call it Blood Slut. (laughs) And then from that, I decided to call myself the Blood Slut on social media. And it kind of just all happened from there. And so that was really cool. And I've actually got some exciting things coming in the future with Blood Slut. Um, Not the podcast necessarily, but just with that that phrase in general, because that really is the foundation of my work is bringing the blood and the slut together. And the reason I haven't called my business that is more so for professionality because I have the nutrition side of my business Um, and just relating to the general public. If I called my business blood slut, I feel like a lot of people would just be like, what the fuck? Um, So I had to make it sound a little bit more professional, which is why it's Gem Campbell Nutrition and Sexology. Otherwise, I would love to I would love to one day call it just blood slut, but we'll see if that happens. Um, So I really encourage you to, yeah, start playing with your blood, you know. Um, If you're like, what the fuck, how do I do that? Um, I need some guidance, Gem Gem. Then I have a free resource, free activity that you can access. You can get access to that in the show notes. Um, It's completely free. It's literally just like a little PDF and it just runs you through this amazing activity and it's so simple it's not necessarily easy to feel through you might notice things come up the reason that I encourage you to try that is so that you can get a taste of what it's like you can get a taste of blood magic and a taste of also what it's like inside my program blood magic I'm launching it very soon I have a free event coming up which I spoke about last week I really encourage you to try that and then I encourage you to come along to this free event, to this free masterclass that I'm hosting on my Blood Slut community Facebook page. There's a link to that in the show notes too if you want to join. Um, You need to be in that group to get access to the masterclass. The free event is going to run through the menstrual cycle, you know, the phases and then we're going to go into some activations for activating and awakening your inner slut. Blood Magic was originally a course, but I have turned it into a program. I decided to make it into a program because I wanted to add group coaching. So it still has the same curriculum that it had last year. Um, It hasn't been modified or anything. It is the same beautiful content that I created and I'm so, so proud of it. And I want you all to get a taste. So it has four core modules and then we have an introduction module and a little bonus bits module as well. So the first module is period culture and like I spoke about last week, it's all about connecting to your ancestry and unpacking your family history around period culture, period beliefs and then you come to module two which is face the shame and it has a bit of a darker energy, there's some, there's some shadowy work there, there's some shadow work that you have to do, right? And you have to look at your beliefs, not only your family's beliefs, but then your beliefs. What have people said to you? What stories have you, what stories and narratives have you built up over the years because of your environment, the people you socialize with, partners, your community? How has that affected the way that you see your period? And so there's lots of activities and supportive audios and videos in all of these modules to hold your hand 
and support you along your journey. And then you have the group coaching on top of that, which is also there to ground you and support you even further. Because doing this work alone and having it just as a course, it didn't feel like enough. It felt like there needed to be more support from the other students in the course and also from myself, having gone through this journey, having been very well versed in the realm of blood magic, in the realm of menstrual cycle awareness and connection. And I wanted to be there and offer myself and sacrifice myself to you all. I'm kidding. (laughs) I wanted to be there live with you each month to offer further guidance and support and advice and coaching because you're probably going to need it when you're digging up some of this shit. Um, There's also potentially going to be bonus Voxer support, um, which might be like an added tier. I don't know yet, but that's kind of up in the air. But if that is something you would like to do when you enroll in the program, if you would like um, supportive messaging in between group coaching calls or just even for a week or a month, we can work that out. Just send me an email. I'm super flexible with all that kind of thing. Um, then module three, blood ritual and manifestation. So I haven't really spoken much to manifestation yet, but throughout my time, you know, in 2019, when I got my marina out and I started to practice blood ritual, I started to paint with my blood. I started to manifest with my blood. I realized that it's such a potent manifestation tool because using that with the energy of the full moon or even using it with the energy of, sorry, with the new moon or even using it with the energy of the full moon and like doing burning rituals and things with it, it just adds this like extra potency to whatever moon ritual you're doing and it just adds this like personal level it adds this like really spicy kind of vibe where you just feel like so empowered literally there's nothing better than pulling out a piece of paper getting some menstrual blood And just writing out, like painting words with your menstrual blood, like everything that you just want. I don't know, there's just something about it. And so I go through like teaching you all those manifestation practices in that module. And I guide you through different blood ritual and different things you can do around your home, in your space to also connect with your menstrual blood. And... I talk a lot about my personal experience, obviously. That's where I teach from with this. I teach from lived experience and what's worked for me. But I also guide you from an objective perspective as well. So the subjective and objective, which I think is really important in any program. And then module four, like I mentioned earlier, is called Blood Slut. And Blood Slut is like, oh, it's my favorite module, like hands down, because it just tops everything off. You've gone through this really ooh, roller coaster kind of ride and you've just had module three that's a little bit more airy and light and like watery and you're like, oh, like, you know, doing the blood rituals and stuff. 
and it's like kind of more sensual and then you kind of we crank it up a notch in blood slut and then we're doing erotic dance and then we're doing sensual dance and then we're masturbating with our menstrual blood and I guide you through all of this so blood slut is sexual in nature Um, obviously if you're not a sexual person and you're not interested in that, you can still do the course and just skip those bits of the video, or you can just focus on more sensuality, not so much sexuality, because remember those two things are very different. Sensuality is touch, it's feeling, it's, mm, it can be sexual, but it doesn't have to be. It can just be a pleasurable feeling that doesn't elicit a sexual response. Or sexual arousal but there is a sexual component to um, a couple of the videos in blood slut but they're only sexual if you make them that way you can do what you want with them and you can skip bits obviously if you're not a sexual person and that doesn't appeal to you but you will still get a lot out of that module because it's juicy as fuck now, each module will have a workbook, including the introductory module and including the bonus bits. So you actually get six workbooks. Now, those workbooks and that self-paced curriculum that you will do on a site called Thinkific. So you will log in and have all your course content there. You work through it in order. That's very important. Although the bonus bits module you can do whenever you want. The reason that you do it in order is because it all like builds up. Like I just said, right? So you start module one, work your way down. And then we'll have our group coaching calls every month for six months. So the aim is to kind of complete most of that course content in that six month period. You don't have to do it in that six months if that's not doable for you I do encourage it so that you keep up with the group and what we're talking about each month in the group coaching calls we'll probably focus on say the introductory module in call one so the calls are are most likely going to be at the end of each month so you'll enroll in the course at the start of the month most likely and then the first call will be the end of that month so you have like four weeks to actually you know start looking at that content and you don't have to like finish every single bit of it before the call but just at least looking at it getting a feel for it seeing what's coming up so that then we have things to chat about in the call and you can ask me any questions that you have and I can give you any support that you need or any coaching so if you have any questions about blood magic The first thing I suggest you do is click the link in the show notes and have a look on my website at the Blood Magic page. If you like what you see, jump on the wait list. That's very important because being on the wait list, you will receive exclusive discounts that no one else will get except for you. And you will also be the first to know when Blood Magic is launched and when enrollment opens. You don't want to miss out on this. This is the only time I'm launching it this year. So you need to get in now. If 
you want to get a taste and be one of the founding members of Blood Magic. The second thing you want to do if you have any more questions, if none of your questions are answered by looking on my website, is send me an email to gem at iamawildgem.com or you can just post in the Blood Slut community page as well. You can literally just post in there. You can all post in there, folks. Like, you need my permission. That's like a community group. If you want to post stuff in there and get conversations going or just like introduce yourself or ask me a question, just literally post in there. Now the program at the moment, the early bird tickets are $500. However, that is only going to be for people on the wait list. So get on that wait list. That is so fucking cheap. This program is worth over four grand Australian dollars. So if you're not on that wait list, you're going to miss out on that massive fucking discount because the price is going to keep going up. Uh, So that's kind of, yeah, my journey with my cycle in a nutshell. I guess the only bit left to add is like when I started posting my menstrual blood on social media, I think it was probably 2020 that I started doing that. I started having a lot of weird things happening in my friendship groups and you might notice that too that people will start to fall away people who aren't aligned with you will start to fall away because they will project onto you they will see what you're doing as weird or strange or they'll judge you for it and it's a really good way to actually weed out shit cunts in your life and that's a massive thing that I've learned from my menstrual cycle journey is just how much like how many shitty people in my life and how many people just were fake and not actually supporting what I was doing and not actually true friends and not actually supportive of me they just liked being around me because of whatever reason it was like a kind of like they were using me or kind of those sorts of dynamics and it really just cleaned out my friendship circle And I was left with a much smaller circle and I was lonely at times. I just think it's really important to remember that you're not alone throughout this journey and to have a supportive program and a supportive group of people. Like you're going to make so many beautiful friends through this group, through this program. And also just being in the Blood Slut community group as well on Facebook Like we've already just got some beautiful people opening up and being vulnerable in there about their experience, their relationship with their vulva, their relationship with their menstrual cycle. And it's just so healing to talk about these taboo topics, topics that AFABs have been so shamed to talk about in a safe space. And so if you want a taste of blood magic itself, honestly, go and have a look in that group. Go and explore the Blood Slut community group. Connect with people on there. You know, start conversations. This is how we heal, not just ourselves, but this is how we heal on a deep community level. This is how we heal our generation. This is how we heal humanity is through menstrual cycle awareness because we're all birthed from wombs. We all came into this world from a womb. Why don't we nurture our own wombs? We spend so much time caring for our skin, caring for maybe our pussies even, caring for our hair, 
eyebrows, our eyelashes, our lips, you know, getting lip fillers, getting Botox, getting whatever. Like we spend so much time on our appearance and how we look and that's a beautiful thing. But what about what's inside our skin? What about our organs? You know, we, we've started spending more and more time healing our brains through, you know, therapy and things we're learning on social media, book new books that are coming out. Like there's so much great info, podcasts, you know, so much information for you to absorb to start healing your brain and the way that you think and view the world and mental illness and all of that stuff. But what about our womb? It's just so forgotten. It just sits down there in our lower abdomen, just being like, hello, hello, hello. And just like an echo, like no one responds. And it's just there alone, just like, help me. (laughs) So if you're getting period pain, if you're having issues with burnout, if you're feeling overwhelmed because you're not and you're not living in sync with your cycle, if you don't have menstrual cycle awareness and literacy and you are burnt out a lot, then being out of sync with your menstrual cycle, what I mean by that is not syncing your lifestyle and the way you live with your life and your calendar and your schedule, your routines, your practices. If you're not scheduling all those things with the phases of your menstrual cycle, of course you're going to be burnt out. Because like I said in my previous episode, you're just going zoom all the time and on the same level when your hormones are dipping and ebbing and flowing and going like this and you're going like this, you're not going to be feeling healthy and well and at your full potential in any way, shape or form, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, Physically, cognitively, you're going to be drained, physically drained, spiritually drained, emotionally drained because you're not respecting and devoting time to your menstrual cycle and to your body. We are not linear beings. We are cyclical dynamic beings who need nurturing in different ways through different times of the month. Our self-care is going to look different week to week each month. Our self-care is going to look different cycle to cycle each month because sometimes one phase might feel different the next month than it did the month before. We might have a really epic follicular phase where we feel so fly and we're like, yeah, yeah. And like all this creative energy and we've got so much physical energy and we go for a run every day. And then the next follicular phase, we feel fucked. It's not always going to be the same. And so we need to also prepare for that. But when you can kind of get a general pattern, when you start becoming familiar with the general pattern of your own cycle, then you're going to feel so good. My pattern at the moment and ha- that has been for several years since I developed PMDD and premenstrual disorders has been luteal phase, very difficult. <laughs> That's your premenstrual phase. Bleed, quite difficult, but sometimes okay. Sometimes like very good and I feel very 
aligned and amazing and my intuition is so heightened and I feel so connected to spirit and then follicular phase is like I feel like shit ovulation a little bit better end of ovulatory phase to the start of my luteal phase pretty good but then the end of my luteal phase is fucked and now a new pattern that has arisen in the last sort of two to three cycles is I actually feel worse in my follicular phase and my ovulatory phase and then my luteal phase I actually feel pretty good and have lots of energy and lots of creative energy and then my bleed I'm like meh a lot of migraines and so I think I've kind of healed my premenstrual disorders but now I'm finding my ovulatory phase and follicular phase really difficult And my follicular phase has always been quite challenging, I've noticed over the past few years, but it's actually become worse and I actually get a lot more PTSD symptoms in that time, like a lot more emotional flashbacks and a lot more kind of episodes and things. And so that's my personal pattern, okay? And a lot of people in the menstrual cycle space even will tell you that your follicular phase and your ovulatory phase are quote-unquote the easiest phases of your cycle or when you have the most energy or when you feel the best, you feel the most confident, the most social, etc. That is not the case for everyone and it's also not the case for some people every cycle. I used to feel really social during my bleed. I would be like, yeah, yeah, and feel so good. And then I'd have friends who were like in bed all week and were like, I'm bleeding, I can't... (laughs) you know? And so it's different. And now I'm not very social during my bleed. And I I like to be home and I like to be in bed and I like to be not doing a lot. And I like to be being present with my body. And so it's just learning to adapt to changes as well. But that's more advanced, right? Like I've been doing this for many years. That's, I'd say a more advanced kind of, just a more advanced, um, level of menstrual cycle awareness you don't want to like overwhelm yourself my premenstrual disorders have given me a whole new level of perspective with my menstrual cycle and a whole nother layer of intimacy and knowing uh, if you don't have a premenstrual disorder you might not ever go to that level or that place because you don't need to um, but like I said in my last episode last week Start off by tracking your cycle. Track what's going on for you spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, energetically even. What's happening in your, what emotions and feelings are coming up? What trauma is coming up? How social are you feeling? What's your libido like? Just like start sussing out these things and... And you will notice a pattern over time, a general pattern. It might like vary a little bit, like I said. And then you might notice a flip in the pattern completely and it becomes a new pattern for a few months or years. Okay. And then you might notice like you, you're bleeding on the new moon and then all of a sudden it's flipped and then you're bleeding on the full moon. And so things will change. And it's amazing to have the knowledge to just be aware of that and sit back and just let it happen. And you just feel this like glowing confidence within yourself. This, And that's empowerment, right? It's like a glowing confidence. You're just like sitting back and you're like, hmm. 
I know I'm going to bleed in exactly two days because my period is regular and it, I always start bleeding on, you know, my, my cycle's always 33 days for me, 34 days. I'm on day 35 today, actually, and I haven't started bleeding and I've got some spotting, which is a little bit concerning, but anyway, um, so say your cycle is like mine, typically 33 days. So you're on day 33 today, you know, you're going to bleed tomorrow because that's day one of your cycle is your first day of your bleed. And then you're like, okay, yep, my bleed goes for five days. So then you can plan your whole calendar and your whole life. If you know that you get bad period pain or, you know, if you live with endo or a premenstrual disorder, you can plan your life because you know when you're going to be bleeding, you know what phase of your cycle you're going to be in when. Even if your cycle is irregular, you can get kind of a rough idea. And doing this work might actually help your cycle to become more regular because maybe that irregularity, and I'm just throwing shit around here. This isn't probably scientifically proven. There's a fucking bug in my face. But maybe the reason why your cycle is irregular Maybe that's your womb trying to signal to you that, hey, I would like some fucking attention, please, bitch. And so then when you start giving it that attention, nurturing it, connecting with your blood, tracking your cycle, you know, respecting it, doing a program like Blood Magic, maybe your cycle will become more regular if there's no underlying health issues, obviously. Because you're actually giving your womb that the attention that it deserves. I just think it's really interesting to note these things down in a journal every single day for maybe a few months. And then you can start to integrate a little bit more and just note it in your head. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm feeling like this today. That makes sense because I'm on day 28 of my cycle and I usually feel like this on that day so you don't actually you won't actually even need to write shit down because you've integrated so much that it just comes to you naturally and that's where I've been at for a number of years now and I can just I don't need to write shit down really sometimes I do but I'll just be like okay yep I'm on day well for even this cycle right which is a bit abnormal for me I had a migraine um drug injection a week ago and I think that's affected my my period and I had a feeling intuitively that it would so like I said I'm day 34 of my cycle today usually this would be day one of my bleed actually I'm day 35 today so usually yesterday would have been day one of my bleed because my cycle is typically 33 days but I know in myself I'm like okay I've had a drug injection that's probably disrupted my hormones potentially a little bit or something in my body um I've also had a lot of stress especially in my relationship and with my mental illness symptoms and things so that extra stress potentially is pushing my period back a little bit or maybe it's something spiritual the nodes just shifted yesterday the nodal the lunar nodal axis shifted yesterday to Aries Libra And there was a cancer new moon yesterday. So potentially that moon and and, and cosmo pull, I'm going to call it a cosmo pull, has like, is like pulling my, my period a little bit later for whatever reason. Who knows, right? 
it's all just energy. And so, you know, our menstrual cycle is very closely related to the moon. It's also known as a moon cycle. People will call their period their moon. You might hear that, you know, they're like, I'm on my moon or I've got my moon. That's personally not what, what I call mine, but I know a lot of people who do refer to their period as their moon. And that is because for centuries, womb holders tracked their cycles through the moon. And that's what people who, you know, when, when they hit menopause and after menopause, they will track, you know, they will start day one of their cycle will be the new moon. So the moon is an amazing tool, the moon cycle to use with your menstrual cycle. Um, and there's actually an audio in Blood Magic in the bonus bits module on that and how to sync that with your blood rituals and your menstrual cycle. Um, and we're going to probably go over more of that in the group coaching as well. Anyway, I'm such a fucking rambler. Blah, 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 blah. I could just like ramble all day about this shit. So thanks for listening to me ramble. Um, if you have any questions about anything I've talked about in this episode, please just yeah chuck a question in the Blood Slut community group on Facebook or just send me an email or a DM and I will catch you next week. Bye. Okay, so pretty funny. I just got up after recording that episode and felt a bit moist downstairs and I wiped with a tissue and my period has in fact arrived. Thank fuck. I was nervous. I was pregnant for a little bit there. Um, <laughs> even though I know like I'm pretty safe, but um, yeah, it's interesting. Like I had a little bit of like brown spotting this morning. Just want to say as well, just so you know, because a lot of people don't know this, that you know how sometimes you get a bit of spotting before you get like a heavier blood when you get your period so that spotting don't ever count that as the first day of your bleed the first day of your bleed is when you get that like actual heavy like bright red blood I mean sometimes it might be a bit darker for whatever reason but if it's just a little bit of spotting and then you get like more blood the next day or a couple of days later when you get that more blood so I don't know depending if your cycle's heavy or not my first day is usually pretty heavy but it's when you get that heavier bit of blood or at least more of a moderate amount of blood that is day one of your cycle and day one of your bleed not the spotting but for some people because they're on you know the IUD or maybe they just have a really light period you might actually have such a light period that it looks like spotting so that's for you to discern um but just wanted to make that very clear